This is a Bulldog Radio Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Torch Sports Podcast. This is going to be the last episode of the year. I'm Brody Kaiser, the sports editor. I'm joined today by three of our reporters. We're missing uh, Sir Joe Nagy, but... Dylan Ryder. Brandon Worth. Jeffrey Walker. We are all here to conclude this year's Sports Torch Podcast. Feels weird to to be nearing the end here, but uh, our last our last edition came out for this year before the summer edition, so we'll go ahead and, and kind of wrap that up. We'll talk about... Ferris Athletics a little bit here, and then look at the summer edition, and we'll uh, we'll call it a year right there. So, Brandon, you want to start us off this week with what your story was because it wasn't covering a game, but it was very inf- a be- very big thing for Ferris Athletics. Yeah, uh, one day for dogs happened a couple weeks ago. It's the Athletics' huge fundraiser of the year. I thought it'd be kind of cool just to highlight. Uh, what a lot of the teams did over that fundraising period, how much money they raised, and just kind of brought awareness to that. Because it really was, uh, like, it was only packed in one day, obviously, hence the name One Day for Dogs, um, where fundraising was open. But the fact is, the athletic, or as the university as a whole brought in over $300,000, which I thought that was something that should be mentioned because that just shows how much support has gone for our university. And I highlighted athletics, of course, being in our section, uh, seeing what some of the teams are doing, like uh, hockey and soccer, two notable teams teams that did really well um, as far as their fundraising efforts go um, and a lot of the cool things that each team's going to bring now with uh, the fundraising and talking to a lot of the athletes, the coaches, uh, even some of the uh, faculty themselves, uh, just seeing what uh, how all the support has gone and just being able to see that record-breaking mark um, being set and being able to be accomplished I think was super cool and worthy of highlighting because, I mean, in reality, I think everything We've, we have such a championship culture established, and now that we're seeing people giving back and giving in to keep that going, I think it just shows the community's support being at an all-time high right now. Yeah, and definitely over you know the course of the past few years, each year we raise more money, um, and, and that bodes well, certainly bodes well for the future, especially with a growing program, like you said, with the championship culture. So Dylan, we'll hop over to you. You had an interesting opportunity this week to, f- uh, to feature a softball player for the first time this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this week was Caitlin Orm. Um, and I, I gotta say, what a story! Um, I didn't really think much of it going in. She doesn't lead the team in anything, so I was kind of kind of skeptical I was going to get anything here. Ended up finding one of the most resilient players on the softball team. Who, funny enough, goes by Mama Orm on the team. Has that maternal role as co-captain. It ended up being a very, very perfect article. I was able to talk to some of her family, and um, those I did talk to were over the moon and helping me, sent me three different articles about her done by MLive, uh, sent me a picture when she was like 10 years old and she broke both of her arms, Um, and then shortly after that, when she was fully recovered, went back, played softball, and pitched. Um, So it it was kind of finding like a, a diamond in the rough and uh, f- getting a very good article, something that I wasn't expecting this week, really. Um, but I'm more than happy to have shared that story, and I'm very happy that I found all that. Yeah, I mean, sometimes those stories are the ones that end up being the best. I mean, I remember last year when I wrote about uh, Ethan Hamilton, mm-hmm. I was just kind of asking him about how his season was going so far, and then he told me all that stuff about COVID and, and his heart condition. So 
those types of stories sometimes can end up being the ones where you, you really find interesting stories. Uh, so Jeffrey, you got another opportunity to cover tennis again this past week. That's right. That's right. It was their, uh, their last regular season, uh, game and, uh, they were able to come out with the victory after previously they lost the, uh, their matches in the previous two weeks. And then before that, it was canceled. So they were kind of like hitting a rough patch. So it was good for them to go out there and uh, win in dominant fashion in Saginaw. I mean, here versus Saginaw. Um, and it was also a court dedication for Eddie Luck as well as senior night for them. So it was a pretty big night for them. Um, they also got Morgan Waller back now. So going into the GLIAC tournament coming up this week, uh, which in the article doesn't show who they played because at that time it wasn't announced. But um, – it's Lake Superior State now, so they'll be facing Lake Superior State on uh, the 29th of April on uh, Friday, I believe. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, one of the big things you talked about as you covered women's tennis a lot this year was just they need to get healthy. And, you know, Doran's touched on that, and the players have touched on that, and so now they're finally starting to get there at the right time, which bodes well for them. So that wraps up Ferris Athletics. Joe's not here to talk about the spring game, so... If someone wants to touch on that, that would be fantastic. Brandon, were you there? <laughs> no, I did watch it, and I did check into Joe's article a little bit. And, okay. I mean, I think the biggest thing was just uh, uh, one of the things that I thought was, like, super cool is just the the all the former dogs and the alumni coming back. I think it was really cool, especially all the NFL talent. You had guys like Malik Taylor coming back, Tavier Thomas coming back, Austin Edwards, who was only here two years ago. Um, just seeing everybody kind of get better, it felt like a huge reunion. And what I at least saw on the pictures, it sounded like a really cool event. I know they had, like, uh, what was it, been women's basketball against uh, soccer doing, like, a field goal competition at halftime. Just it seemed like a really cool event. And obviously the spring game isn't necessarily supposed to be, like, this huge, like, oh, it's like an all-star game competitive. It's, like, it's pretty laid back. It's chill. It's really just kind of seeing what you're at and letting guys play a little bit, obviously, before the summer. Uh, and just really getting the community together. And, I mean, it was really a celebration because, I mean, the fact of it is everybody came to go see the rings, and being able to see that ceremony was pretty sweet as well. Yeah, let's not mistake that this was a celebration of their national championship Absolutely. more than it was a football game. So, uh, and, and Joe did a good job of highlighting that as well in that story. So shout out to him even though he's not here. Um, I guess let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Summer Edition. For those of you that don't know, Summer Edition is just kind of a very informal, laid-back final paper of the year kind of preview for the next season. Um, so in athletics, that means we're going to have one story about the top athletes from each sport this past year. Yep. Uh, so we'll be doing a, a top athlete story about every uh, athlete from each sport. So pick one athlete from each sport and uh, highlight uh, the best player uh, on the team uh, and then kind of give up like a, like a, st- a statistics about what they did this season and uh, how valuable they were to the team. Yep, and then another story we've got to look forward to is recapping football's national championship run. Absolutely, and why not mention that with, obviously, the summer edition, uh, the main goal is you're bringing a paper along for a lot of the people that come in during the summer, not only um, to work and stuff like that, but people visiting, like orientation, they see a paper, it's like, oh, this is what it's about. You want to highlight all these good things that we've had this year. Um, and I think that's definitely one of them. I mean, I'm glad to take that one as I was kind of on the beat for that part of the season and got to experience all of it. So really looking forward to being able to highlight that once again, because it's not every day in your college or your, your school or even like a community-based uh, uh, city gets to celebrate national championship too often. For sure. And then the one that Dylan, you're going to be writing is about 
athletes here at Ferris who actually hail from Big Rapids. Yep, um, had the idea to. Uh, well, you gave me the the idea to talk about Josie Prince, who uh, plays for the softball team and is from Big Rapids, and I thought to kind of take that up and have a broader um, span on that. So did my research, found that there's nine players here at Ferris who are from Big Rapids or went to Big Rapids High School. Um, and like you kind of said, kind of uh, laid back informal. So all it is is just the quotes from uh, said players uh, just to get their thoughts on being able to represent their hometown in college athletics and what it means to them uh, while also asking them why they chose their hometown because it, it seems a lot of uh, uh, college kids kind of want to get away from their hometown once they um, are able to. So why Ferris and why Ferris Athletics is one of the questions. So, Yep, so that'll be a cool story. And then Joe's got the other story, which is going to be like five things to look forward to for next year in Bulldog Athletics. So stay tuned for that. Look out for our summer edition. And before we wrap up the final podcast of the year, I'd like to hear from each one of you guys individually. What did you like most about writing for the Torch this year? So who wants to start? Kind of a a hard-hitting question. So I can go first if you guys need a second to think about it. Yeah, sure. Go for it. So I'm going to talk about the section as a whole. Uh, I am just so, so proud of all of you guys. And I wish Joe was here to, to hear me say this. And I'll tell him at the meeting tonight. But I'm so proud of you guys for having something to write every single week. Because you have no idea how many times it was relieving for me to go in on to the office on Monday. Well, everyone's freaking out about their sections. And I know that I got four stories in the, in the draft for the WordPress to put in the, to put in the paper. And not only were they filled every week, but they were good stories. Like you guys did such a good job reporting, talking about game recaps, talking to players, talking to coaches that just made me very proud. So good job, you guys. Round of applause for you. Yep. Pat yourselves on the back for that one. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, I I guess I can go then second. I think what um, kind of piggyback off in that um, is the freedom to write uh, whatever you please, I think is something um, that I really cherish with the paper and that not necessarily saying like we we get free reign we get to do whatever we want but like being able to originate ideas and being able to really attack something that you're really passionate about uh, as far as an article or a story or feature story or whatever I think is really cool because I think like the opportunity with the torch I think definitely um, allows you to do that where a lot of other major papers do not it's basically you have a head and it's basically they're assigning hey I need you to go do this and then it's like okay where uh, we have the freedom to be like yeah uh, I kind of want to write a story on this and this and then uh, obviously Brody and uh, um, Brendan as well and all the other staff give us the freedom of yeah yeah go for it and being able to create our own thing and that's what I appreciate the most uh, just because I think that really gives gives me the creative juices and the, the, the better passion to write overall that like some pe- some writers necessarily burn out just because like it, you just kind of lose the love when you're not some or writing about something that you love, you know. I'd say for me it was because uh, this is my first year. I'd say it's mainly about uh, the experience that I've gained being at the Torch this year. I mean, being able to go out there and uh, interview athletes and the coaches to get quotes and actually write up a story and actually, you know, see all the ins and outs of what it actually goes into reporting was uh was big for me this year so that's why i take away mainfully from the torch this year as my experience my growth throughout honestly i gotta say the opportunity um like jeff i'm this is my first year with the torch and i could not have imagined it 
going the way it did. Um, being able to interview NHL coaches and talk to uh, all the hockey players. Hockey is my beat, really. Um, so being able to you know build a rapport with uh, Bob and being able to be in contact with all of these players consistently and, and then being able to consistently put my heart into an article each week uh, besides that tennis article, but we don't talk about <laughs> tennis. <laughs> wow. Um, hey, I talk about tennis, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's been nothing short of amazing for me, and I'm very proud of what I've uh, brought to the table for the torch and the opportunities the torch has given me. I will be forever thankful for that. Awesome. Good job, guys. Uh, one more round of applause for the section as a whole. We'll clap Joe in here as well. Another, Thanks, another thing, uh, we didn't get murdered by Stack at all, you know, pretty much, you know, throughout the whole year. So, I mean, that's yeah, one thing there that was we only, did good there was on. Only one, there was only one section for the sports that he just wasn't a fan of, and I don't think anyone really was. So No, I in a, with the circumstances, yep. it's very understandable. Yep. You had to do what we had to do. Thanks, but, Mother Nature. All <laughs> right. your fault. But overall, fantastic year, and I can't wait for next year because this whole squad will be returning, writing for sports, same positions. Dylan's going to be doing a little bit more on the side with opinions as the as opinions editor, but yeah. he'll be back covering hockey for sure. Uh, and I just I can't wait to see what we can do in year two with this group. So thank you for thank you for you guys. Thank you for everyone who listens to this podcast. Be sure to check out the Torch, the summer edition, and our most recent edition, and stay tuned for next year.